This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Dr. Fauci goes under the knife. Dr. Anthony Fauci just out of surgery. His raspy voice, the symptom that something was wrong. And President Trump's wacky scheme. Did he really want to swap Puerto Rico for Greenland? It was one of those moments where you sort of pause and you think, is the president serious? Then... The child cannot wear a mask. The mom with six kids kicked off the plane after her little one didn't want to wear a mask. Really, she's, she's two. Plus... Uproar over the hot mic slur. I'm so very, very sorry. What the famous sports announcer said that got him suspended. And take your mask off. Exclusive. After her dramatic confrontation with the Golden State Killer, what the monster's ex-fiance wants America to know. He came with a gun to try to force me to marry him. Plus. These are all the things that don't fit me anymore. Why tailors have never been busier. It looks like you've gone from a small to a medium. Do all of your outfits have to be altered due to the quarantine 15? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Dr. Anthony Fauci's voice has always been noticeable because it's raspy, and we now know why. The nation's top expert on COVID-19 has just had a polyp removed from his vocal cords. Stephen Fabian on when the infectious disease expert will be able to speak again. Dr. Anthony Fauci is revealing his own medical drama. He texted me as soon as he was out of surgery saying that he was doing okay, but he's going to, you know, need time to recover. The nation's top infectious disease expert had surgery Thursday morning to remove a polyp on his vocal cord. The children from 10 to 19. You could hear the hoarseness in his voice earlier this week as the 79-year-old physician kept up his rigorous schedule. A polyp is an injury from voice use. I'm not pleased with how things are going. All of us who take care of people's voices have been listening to his voice, wondering what's going on. And, um, you know, no surprise that he would get an injury like this. The surgery will, for the time being, knock Dr. Fauci out of commission. And with it, his skills communicating in simple language advice about the pandemic. Meanwhile, the war over masks became all too real on board this JetBlue flight where a mom tried to explain to the flight attendant that her weepy two-year-old daughter wouldn't keep her mask on. You realize she's, she's two. I do. And I also, it's, it's not something that we can excuse because so it is... Um, should I, should I tie her hands? Should I, what should I do? Mother Chaya Brock was about to take off on a flight from Orlando to Newark when she was told she and her six kids had to deplane because the little one was maskless. You can see the toddler put her hands over her ears to block out the arguing. An older sibling tries to help. 
In today's chaotic world, air travel is more stressful than ever. And parents everywhere can relate to how hard it is for little kids to keep their masks on. In the video, you can hear other passengers on the mom's JetBlue flight rush to her defense. Despite their protests, the mom and her kids were forced to leave the plane. We caught up with them at home in Brooklyn, New York. You're traveling with six kids and you're trying to put a mask on a two and a half year old. It was extremely overwhelming and traumatizing. JetBlue used to exempt small children from their mask regulations, but announced a stricter policy just 10 days ago, requiring all passengers two years and older to wear a face covering. The airline told us in a statement, customers receive an email before their flight outlining the latest safety protocols and face covering policies. How am I supposed to get a baby to wear a mask? Where's the, yeah. How does this even make sense? She's a baby. She doesn't know the right from wrong. Meantime, airlines continue to struggle during the pandemic. American Airlines announcing today that it would be cutting service to 15 smaller cities when federal aid runs out. A stunning claim from a former Department of Homeland Security official. He alleges that President Trump said he wanted to trade hurricane-ravaged Puerto Rico for Greenland. If he really said it, was he serious? Did President Trump really propose swapping Puerto Rico for Greenland? That's the claim being made by the former chief of staff at Homeland Security. We heard the president say that he wanted to trade Puerto Rico for Greenland. That news spread among sort of the senior ranks of the administration. Miles Taylor claims Trump made the suggestion in 2018, shortly before visiting Puerto Rico. There's a lot of love in this room. That's when he famously tossed rolls of paper towels to people whose lives were thrown into chaos by Hurricane Maria. What did you hear President Trump say about Puerto Rico? The president believed that Puerto Rico was a poor and dirty place. Um, he, he consistently told us he didn't want to spend any more money on Puerto Rico. The president's interest in faraway Greenland is well known. In 2019, he was mocked for privately pitching the idea of purchasing Greenland from Denmark. It was one of those moments where you sort of pause and you think, is the president serious? And you look at him and the president's dead serious about that. Trump denounced Taylor as a former disgruntled employee who I do not know, never heard of him on the fake news circuit. The president is also reacting to the shocking arrest of former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon. I think it's a very sad thing for Mr. Bannon. I think it's uh, surprising. In a federal indictment unsealed today in New York, Bannon is charged with orchestrating a multi-million dollar fraud involving We Build the Wall, a private fund to build a stretch of border wall with Mexico. It's really the heart of the Trump movement. I think it's one of the reasons, if not the reason, that Donald Trump's president of the United States. Bannon was arrested on a $50 million super yacht, Lady May, off the Connecticut coast. He allegedly diverted a million dollars to cover personal expenses like credit card bills, hotels, and travel expenses. Hundreds of thousands of Americans who donated to the We Build the Wall Fund were defrauded, the U.S. attorney in New York says. I didn't like it. I said, this is for government. This isn't for private people. 
Joe Biden officially accepts the Democratic Party's presidential nomination tonight, one day after running mate Kamala Harris made history, becoming the first woman of color to headline a major party ticket. Much was riding on her acceptance speech. So how did she do? The president came out swinging today against that searing attack from Barack Obama. He has shown no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Trump was watching and he was furious. Rage tweeting in all caps. Last night's presentation really got under President Trump's skin. Deborah spoke to CBS News anchor Nora O'Donnell. There is so much animosity between President Barack Obama and President Trump. And you're right. This threw tradition out the door. Past presidents have a rule. You don't criticize presidents that are in office. I think Obama also views this as personal, and that's why he went on the attack. Welcome. Last night, the Democrats harnessed the celebrity power of big-name actresses Kerry Washington and Mariska Hargitay and pop star Billie Eilish. And look at this. As former presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren lashed out at the president, eagle-eyed viewers spotted a message spelled out in toy blocks behind her. BLM for Black Lives Matter. But it was Kamala Harris's night to shine. I accept your nomination for vice president of the United States of America. There were emotional tributes from her sister, niece, and stepdaughter, Ella. We love you, Mamala. Harris paid tribute to her mom, Shamala, who died from colon cancer in 2009. When I was five, my parents split, and my mother raised us mostly on her own. I think what Kamala Harris succeeded in doing was knitting her personal biography to what are the hopes and aspirations of the Democratic Party. Yeah, and, and humanity, too. I really felt like that was also very much up there. Yeah, and I think what you're really seeing here from the Democratic Party is not just a policy difference with Donald Trump that they're trying to point out, but a personal difference. You heard Kamala Harris talking about kindness and empathy and the honesty of Joe Biden. So they're not only selling the policy differences between the Democratic and Republican Party, they're making this an issue of character. Tonight, Joe Biden will give his acceptance speech from the Chase Center in Wilmington, Delaware, the stark setting so very different from the grand spectacle of previous conventions. One of the challenges for the parties this year is to really connect because, you know, politics is in some ways a lot like sports. People like to be there in a collective way to rally, to cheer, to feel the moment and the excitement. What has he got to do this evening when everyone's paying attention? I think he will once again talk about his own personal biography and loss and empathy, that Joe Biden is the person to heal America and heal the deep wounds and divisions that exist. Television ratings for the convention have been low compared to four years ago. Biden's campaign points out that the large number of people watching online offsets the decline in television viewers. Other news today, an announcer for the Cincinnati Reds has been suspended after he was caught using a homophobic slur on a hot mic. He's issued an apology, but his future calling games is now in doubt. For the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio. Longtime Cincinnati Reds announcer Tom Brenneman has been suspended for making a homophobic slur during a hot mic moment when he didn't realize he was on air. Capitals of the world. 
It happened during a commercial break at last night's big game. When he was told the crack had gone out on live TV, he had this to say. I made a comment earlier tonight that um, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. Moments later, he was replaced by another sportscaster. In a statement, the Cincinnati Reds said, in no way does this incident represent our players, coaches, organization, or our fans. I am very, very sorry. The Reds say they have zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind. What action they'll take beyond the announcer's suspension is unclear. Yesterday, we told you how the Golden State Killer's former fiancé gave a powerful victim impact statement in court. At one point, she took off her mask so the convicted serial killer could see her face. Now, she's speaking exclusively with Jim Murray about that emotional moment. The former fiance of the Golden State Killer is speaking out to Inside Edition. I got out of it, but to be engaged to him ever is uh, a regret I'll always have. Bonnie Caldwell was engaged to Joseph D'Angelo in the early 1970s when she was just 18. Their engagement announcement was carried in the local newspaper. He was my first long-term relationship. Uh, I didn't have dating experience. It started off uh, very lighthearted. But Bonnie broke off the engagement when she found out how scary D'Angelo could be. He didn't take the rejection well. He actually tried to abduct her at gunpoint and take her to Nevada and force her to marry him. He said, get dressed, we're going to Reno, we're going to get married tonight. Did you believe that he would use that gun if you said no? I didn't know. Now I know that he's cap more than capable of, do of using a gun to kill someone. D'Angelo's hatred of Bonnie was unmistakable when he launched his monstrous 13-year-long crime spree. One of the victims says D'Angelo repeatedly spat out, I hate you, Bonnie, as he raped her. Take your mask off. In court yesterday, 50 Is years Bonnie after she broke up with him, Bonnie revealed her face and gave the monster a long, steely glare. She wasn't allowed to speak since she is technically not a victim of D'Angelo's crimes. Her friend, D'Angelo rape survivor Jane Carson Sandler, spoke on her behalf. Even a gun pointed at her face could not make her choose you. I'm sorry. I can't see through my tears. There was more anguish today in the courtroom as the families of those D'Angelo murdered faced him down. Today, I am in the room with the pathetic excuse of a man who will now finally be held accountable for his actions. My dad lay at the front door, bleeding to death. <laughs> and ended up dying on the way to the hospital. D'Angelo, a former police officer, will be sentenced for 13 murders and 50 rapes on Friday. D'Angelo is the first arrest made through genetic genealogy. Since then, more than 150 other crime suspects have been identified through DNA tracing. Next, the teen accused of targeting his neighbors because they say he wanted to be TikTok famous. How 
The feud ended in his neighbor's death. Everything he does is for TikTok. Plus, these are all the things that don't fit me anymore. Why tailors have never been busier. It looks like you've gone from a small to a medium. Do all of your outfits have to be altered due to the quarantine 15? And welcome student. Call her principal mom. Lunch today is whatever you make yourself. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Was fame on TikTok a motive for a killing? A grieving family says the answer is yes after their father was stabbed to death. Their 18-year-old neighbor has been charged. But his attorney claims he acted in self-defense. Les Trent tries to sort it all out. The allegation is shocking. The young man behind the wheel of this car accused of terrorizing his neighbors with the single-minded goal of becoming famous on TikTok. You said I'm an yeah. Video shows 18-year-old Zachary Latham racing through the quiet suburban streets in Vineland, New Jersey at more than 100 miles an hour. When his neighbor Tiffany Durham asks Latham to slow down, he obnoxiously calls her Karen. What are you going to do, Karen? That's not my name, so get my name straight. I'll you okay, Karen? Michael Gallagher is a friend of the Durham family. He posted on TikTok, and that has uh, 760,000 views. He turns the corner here, and the Dorm family's outside doing yard work. It was a beautiful day, and he yells out the window, Hey, uh, hey Karen, we went viral on TikTok. That heated exchange on this quiet residential street was just one of many, according to a family friend, who also says most of the encounters were posted on TikTok. In May, the Durhams went to confront Latham in his driveway after they say he nearly ran one of their sons over with his car. The guy he was about to confront went inside the house and retrieved two knives and a stun gun. Latham allegedly stabbed 52-year-old Timmy Durham to death. Then he called 911. There's blood all over the place. I just got assaulted and jumped. Are you the one that got stabbed? No, I'm, no, that was the other victim, but I got beat up really bad and I blood all over me. Latham is claiming self-defense. It's not self-defense. If it was self-defense, he would have entered the house and never came back out, and he would have called the police. Latham is now charged with aggravated manslaughter. He wanted to be TikTok famous. Yeah. Zachary Latham is free on bond pending trial. The dead man's two sons have also been charged with assault and trespassing. We'll be back with more after this. Still to come. These are all the things that don't fit me anymore. Why tailors have never been busier. It looks like you've gone from a small to a medium. Do all of your outfits have to be altered due to the quarantine 15? And welcome student. Call her principal mom. Lunch today is whatever you make yourself. Tailors and seamstresses are really busy right now. Here's why. Seamstress Sharon Williams is working overtime, altering clothes for people who have fallen victim to the dreaded quarantine 15. 
it's helped my business quite a bit. I don't know my size anymore. 17-year-old cheerleader Camille Quesada used to work out two to three hours every day. I started quarantine with a strict diet, a strict routine, waking up at nine every day and doing some yard work. And you know, over time, you know, obviously it gets harder and harder to stay motivated. She also relaxed on her diet. Now I wake up and I have a serving of maybe a Twinkie. So these are all the things that don't fit me anymore. Before she heads off to college in the fall, she's bringing her clothes to Sharon. Hi, Camille. Hey. Who moved her custom alterations business to her garage at home in Los Angeles when her store shut down due to the pandemic. Okay, Camille, looking at your measurements, it looks like you've gone from a small to a medium. Sharon gets to work, so Camille will have clothes that fit again, just in time for her freshman year at college. And when we come back, mom or school principal? Finally today, the mom who has found a way to make homeschool feel like real school. Welcome, student, to the first day of online school. Attention, students, this is your mother speaking. I pledge allegiance to my computer and to all of my online classes. She's playing principal over the intercom. Just a reminder, lunch today is whatever you make yourself. Her student son is not impressed. Happy first day of school. Listen to your mom. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.